Come one, come all to the, I don't know, weirdest podcast. No, that's probably not the weirdest podcast. It's definitely not the weirdest. We need like a carnival intro. That'd be nice. For Maybe we, we could uh, reach out to Ronnie again. Twitch and My Day Friday. So if you listen to a bunch of My Day Friday podcasts and you hear like the almost narrated intros. What? What'd you say? Narrated. I know we talked about not calling out people for words that they say this week. What would you say? Narrated. I think you're missing letters there. No. If you narrate something, you don't, you don't narrate. <laughs> That's not, narrate is not. <laughs> Whatever. No, you really just tried to tell me that. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see what I. Let me Google this word for a second before we it's play. Na- wait, no, no, no! Don't Google it. Don't go- wait a second. Okay. Spell it to me. Look at me. Oh, I don't even know. Look at me. N a r r. You're a- going to the mall. Yeah. Okay. Nara. R a t. O r. Narrator. <laughs> Why are they spelling narrate? Okay. So yes, but. So if they're narrated. No, there's no a. You're saying it as if it's n a r a r. Nara. No, that's not. Okay, I'm just gonna hit this stupid intro. <laughs> podcast as we restart that little intro um i don't even know what we were talking about and why i, I had to say before. yeah it's in there i never i don't even remember why i was saying narrate ronnie narrate. oh yeah so we could maybe get him to recreate what he used to do so there's like the subway one an airplane one the boxing one and the jungle one mm. uh, all those intros were created by ronnie baby jake's voice producer yeah. jake is in some of them mm-hmm. and i think like I requested those scenes, like you know what I mean, like those audio I made scenes. Up the airplane one. I wonder if we could have him do a carnival one, like a come one, come all to the biggest freak show, something, something like that. Actually, I did make something like that actually Where for Halloween a while back. So it? you'll hear it when we have a Halloween episode. We don't have a Halloween one. No, we do. We have a, we have a creepy one. I'm just still not over the fact that you said narrate. Yeah. I think everyone says it like that. No, I they think don't. you're wrong. Uh, let's get into something that I just saw come across my Instagram feed. And uh, we all know that depression isn't necessarily a joking matter. No. People deal with it all the time anxiety, depression. But the New York Post just oh. revealed a very surprising sign of depression. Do you know? Do you want to take a guess what that sign is, Being Carla a dick. Marie? No, not being a dick. Oh. Happy people can be jerks and yeah. angry people can. You want to take one more guess? One more stab at it? No. According to the New York Post, new research shows that excessive farting and burping could be a sign of depression. Because it's anxiety and anxiety links back to stomach. I don't even know well, if that's depression it. is an anxiety, but no, it's a lot of it. I think is because when you get depressed, you eventually get physically sick. And a lot of that goes to your stomach. So it's as digestion issues, as the New York post uh, often doesn't do, they <laughs> didn't really give a lot of info in their Instagram post. I will have to read the actual article, but here's my theory okay. based on just that headline. Okay. You eat bad food and then you poop and fart. No, my theory is you gave up on life. So that's why you're just burning, burping and farping, farping, farting what is happening? in front of everyone. 
No, it doesn't say they're doing it in front of everyone. I, well, that's how I read it. It just said that they're gassy people. Maybe. It's okay. Well, why don't we actually look it up? Because I'm so not going to read it because that's no fun. I'm not trying to. This isn't a science podcast. Okay. Although I did just listen on, uh, what was it, Thursday. I listened to a live audio room on Facebook, which is like Facebook's equivalent of Clubhouse. Yeah. And it was Joe Budden, the former rapper turned podcaster and host, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And it was one of the best discussions I have ever heard in my entire Is life. It it's on his page. It was about astrophysicists, physics, astrophysics. <laughs> I am, uh, listen, it's late in the week. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot already. But it was just great hearing a regular person yes. like Joe Budden have regular person questions answered about space specifically and space technology and visiting okay. space. And have them answered by someone who knows what he's talking about. Like he brought up the fact he they were talking about the the billionaire space race. And Joe's take on Joe it, Budden. Joe Budden's take on it was basically like this is kind of ridiculous that these billionaires are just racing to space for clout. Nece- I mean, yeah, that's right. Literally what doing. But Neil deGrasse Tyson brings up a good point. He was like, you know, out of all the things that these billionaires could do with their money. He takes it from the stance of he's actually happy that they're doing that. Oh, like they could be expert. building mega yachts and just yeah. like pissing their money away that way. But at least space exploration um, and anything that involves like the military and technology. Anytime you push that forward, mm-hmm. you're going to find technology that helps us here on Earth. That's what uh, it's Emily, the space gal. Is that her? I know like she's huge for little kids. They love all the stuff she does. She... Um, Basically said the same thing because she covered, I think it was Jeff Bezos when he went up. She had like done a big thing for NASA or whatever and covered mm-hmm. it. And people, her fans started giving her crap. Like, how could you support this? She's like, I never said I supported it. But as a scientist, yeah. this is unbelievably huge for what we do. Like, we don't have, the government doesn't have this kind of funding mm-hmm. to do this. So the fact that we can get other people to just be interested in space helps us better yeah. space exploration. And one of the other points that Neil deGrasse Tyson made, uh, and again, we can actually probably link to the, I don't know if we can link to it on Facebook. It's though, I don't know if it works that way with we this tr- specific I had product. to do this last time, yeah. Okay, so we're not, just go to Joe we'll Budden's page uh, and scroll and you'll find it. One of the other things that Neil deGrasse Tyson brings up in his conversation with uh, Joe Budden about space exploration, what a weird sentence, <laughs> is... Because you have the argument that, well, we're making space exploration like a capitalistic venture, right? People are going to profit on it. And his his take was essentially, well, there's two ways we're going to get to space. One, governments are going to do it. Mm-hmm. The other option is that entrepreneurs are going to do it. Capitalists it's and like, billionaires are going to do it. Do you want it to be like a political space race or a capitalist It's space not even race. that. He brings up the fact that back in the day when countries mm-hmm. were backing exploration that's how we ended up with colonization and because we had these colonies that were backed by funds from Spain yep. or England or Portugal or the Dutch so so like Russia would have a colony on Mars he's basically saying it's Go better ahead. for this to be a capitalistic venture than a government-funded, a specifically government-funded venture. Okay. Just an interesting take on it. He was bringing up a lot of takes that made sense that I never really gave a lot of thought to. I bought a book, I think it's by him, about like 
space and astrophysics, and I tried reading it. I don't know why. I mean, he's a he's a brilliant man. Also, every time I see his name, I think it's Degrassi because the show. Like there's like the Nickelodeon show. Was it Nickelodeon? No, what was it? Disney Channel? I don't know. What was Degrassi on? I don't even remember. I, I just missed like the Degrassi yeah. era of watching. Drake show. was on it. That's I all know. I know. He was a was it wheel, wheelchair Jimmy? I don't know what his name was, but I know he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, what else did he? Th- this conversation was just incredible. Right, so I suggest listen. everyone goes and uh, listens to it. It was in two parts because somehow it got shut down in the middle. Okay. I don't know if someone pressed the wrong button. Um, I have information about depression and farting. Okay, go for it. So this is a quote. It says belches f- and oh, it says they and they put in quotes belches and farts so that okay. people understand what they're talking about. Clearly, have a negative effect on people's physical and emotional well-being. That was some scientists said that. Based, okay, literally, this is why I hate the New York Post. Yeah. That's why I don't actually I'm, read their this articles. Is, <laughs> this is one sentence. Okay. Just read the sentence that's, as it is. That's it. They, Belch's farts, etc., clearly have a negative effect on people's physical and emotional well-being. Lead author Oliver Paulson, a clinical psychologist at the University of North Carolina School of Medicine, told Gizmodo in an email. He and other scientists with the Research Institute of the Rome Foundation, based in Raleigh, North Carolina, had conducted a gassy study in collaboration with blah, 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 something in France. Their findings were presented Saturday in a conference during United European Gastroenterology Week. What the fuck? Okay, but you didn't... That's it! That's the whole article? Hold on. It just loaded. So there's some sort of link between being depressed and farting and burping. Yeah. In order to determine the link between flatulence and mental health, the crack team... What? Yeah, it's a crack team. You've never heard that term before? Like a butt crack? No. (laughs) But that's probably what the New York Post was going for. The crack team surveyed 6,000 adults in the US, UK, and Mexico on whether they have suffered gas-related symptoms recently, including bowling... I can't read. Oh, you're making fun of me. Bloating. (laughs) Boating? I said bowling. <laughs> Bloating, distended stomachs. Distended stomach, flagellant blood breath. Then they surveyed them on their mental health. Okay. I mean, that's how they did it. Yeah. So there's some sort of correlation, but they didn't say actually why there's that correlation. Passing right? gas was the most common gastrointestinal complaint with 81% of study participants reporting that they had cut the cheese at least once in the past 24 hours. The study I, seems pretty stupid. I just this is why sometimes we shouldn't dive deeper into headlines. No, the headline was good as it was. Literally, everyone has farted in the last twenty four hours. That's not true. Have you? Probably. You have. But I don't think we can say everyone has. Maybe the happiest people don't fart, and that's why they're happy because they don't have to smell their right. own farts. The ripping research might sound humorous on its face. However, respondents who reported blowing the most hot air also tend to score worse in the questionnaires concerning quality of life and issues such as stress and depression. And I bet, but I going back to what you said in your theory when I first read the uh, headline from the New York Post that said there's a link between farting and burping and depression. There is probably some truth or some part of it that goes back to diet and your mood and diet, how those two mood. things connect for me when i'm nervous and anxious this has been my entire life and we talked about this i think possibly on the girls room episode of almost on air the part two and this was also on a live audio room on facebook that i listened to i talked about in this podcast a few weeks ago when you have anxiety you also get diarrhea really yes and when i was a kid this is why i would be late for school every day because i didn't want to go to school i had anxiety and i would just poop all morning (laughs) Your parents must have been thrilled. Like, it's bad. It was sick. 
Well, also you're like intolerant to a lot of foods you probably didn't know and about. That was happening. And but that like connection, physically. that connection is is very real. Yeah. Your stomach and your mood, your stomach and your brain, your stomach and your overall health. Yep. Not just in terms of like calories in, calories no. out, and fat. No. No. There's a yeah. lot that goes into that. And it becomes full circle because then as a kid, you're like nervous that you're going to go to school and have to poop. Yeah. There was actually. And you get even more nervous and then you have to poop. There's two points I'm going to make and then we're going to move on to I don't know what else, but something else in a second. Number one, you talked about the crack team, which mm-hmm. obviously the New York Post put in there because they're talking about butts and crack team is fun. But <laughs> apparently that term has been around since the late 1700s. What? And it means anything to do with quickness or smartness. So a crack team, crack troops, that's how long that's been around. So a quick or smart so team. So can we call the content club a crack team? The crack club? No, crack team. We could. But aren't we already the content club? That's been a working title. Okay, well, I guess we could work this into it. That's why I think the crack club. Crack content club. Crack content club. No. The CCC. No, crack team. And we'll figure that out later. The other thing I was going to talk about, you mentioned school and anxiety and mm-hmm. kids and not liking school. Uh, there was another interesting quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson mm. in the live audio room that I listened to. And Joe Budden was basically asking him about the school system. And Neil deGrasse Tyson's quote was basically he's heard from hundreds of teachers that the kids just don't want to learn. And uh, which is probably true to, for a little bit, right? Like it's hard keeping the younger, learn. the younger a a person is the more energy they have the less likely they're going to sit around and listen to a boring ass lesson from a like boring these kittens, ass teacher i can't get them to sit still or it's like talking to car the marine trying to finish a sentence uh, um sorry. but what he said is there are very few teachers who admit to maybe not teaching so well or cool. teaching the way that their students right. want to learn and that's where the main issue is kids are always going to want to learn as long as you present it as something that's worth their time or exciting for them and then at the end of it um, there was a conversation about how Neil deGrasse Tyson got to be where he was. Mm-hmm. Like, was he always just great at science and math? And that's why he got to be right. this like notable figure. And he said something that I thought was very interesting. He said, I don't believe people should follow the path of what they're best at for their careers or their life's work. So what the hell was he good at then? He said people should follow the path of what they find the most interesting and enjoy the most because more than likely Mm. you are going to put more effort and concentrate more energy into the thing you like, even if you're better at something else. So that's just, and I I took that, that was one of the big takeaways from it is like, are you enjoying what you do? So then what do you like to do? Uh, I like to talk and I like to work out. Yeah. I I, I don't even say that. I like to talk and I like to be active. And I know a lot of people think like, oh, he likes to work out because he goes to the gym yes, and whatnot, and the which I do. The steroids. And the steroids. That, By the way, I don't take steroids. Um, <laughs> that's a very inside joke. But I just like doing things, whether it's playing basketball, hiking, exploring, playing flag football, like any of those things I enjoy doing. It's just right now. Between where I live, the season we're getting into here in Seattle, which it's way too cold already. Freezing. Um, the way that I get that energy out most consistently and on my own terms is in the gym. So me, the thing I'm most interested in mm-hmm. is cats. Okay. I told you about there was a job opportunity in New York City that I was going to apply for and I didn't. Why didn't you? 
uh, because I forgot about it, honestly. But <laughs> so you don't care that much. It was for the company Cat Person. They they make like cat bowls and stuff like that, and they were looking for a social media manager. And it was like basically all they were like, you need to be good at social media and like cats. So go apply now. Is it still open? <laughs> I gotta look. Because I'm sure if it's not open right now, there are a lot of cat lovers who live in the New York, New Jersey area that are going to take that job from you, Carla Marie. I know. But like how awesome I can make my girls like famous on cat person Instagram. But then I felt bad because like I don't have any cat person bowls. And I was like, I don't want them to ask me about them. So like maybe I should buy the bowls first. No, I don't. I don't think you need to. Like, I didn't really listen to a ton of radio before I applied at a radio station. It's different. If I'm going to be a brand like social media brand manager. Hmm. I guarantee you every company, I guarantee you there is a person at Microsoft right now whose job it is to make sure that the new Microsoft Surface flip phone sells mm -hmm. and they probably have an iPhone. Yeah, that's true because it's iPhone. So it doesn't matter. Whatever you use, you use. And if you can concentrate your energy and something that you like into a profitable career, go for it. But I've but, thought about it. I'm like, what can I do for cats? Like, I can't write a book about it, but I can do a podcast and a web series where I interview people that act like doctors and, and cat behavioral uh, behavioralists. I don't know. But... You're, you've been making a bunch of uh, pronunciation mistakes after <laughs> you were on your high horse rolling into this podcast earlier. Yeah, part of it is braces. Oh, the braces. Cat behavioralists. Where? Yeah. And I can sit down with them and like make being a cat parent cool again. Or just cool. When, when was Period. it cool? Period. But be careful. Why? And I don't think you're going to like lose the enjoyment of your own cats and liking cats. But there is also something to be said for just enjoying the thing you like. I know. As the but thing you like not and not he, relying on it. That's not what he said. That's not. It's but it's a it's a balancing act, I think. But it's tough because like if I what did I enjoy at twenty two? Mm -hmm. Literally nothing. Like yeah. I liked going to the beach. Like when you asked me my hobbies at twenty two, it was I like going to the beach and hanging out with my friends. Like and that's why Cats weren't even on your radar. No, and that's why I fully believe that. You aren't going to know what you want to do for your career until your late 20s. I think that could be true. I think that people find their their path at different times in life. Um, funny you bring up the cat thing and I will not be able to find this. Um, shoot. It was on Instagram. So I think it was Jack, Jackie, J-A-C. I think it was what her Instagram. She started listening to My Day Friday from the very beginning. Okay. And she's been cracking up at things that we talk about. She said something as simple as like, we're talking about weddings and like specifically separate weddings, right? Like yes. where we weren't dating, whatever. We weren't like talking like that at all. And she's like, she's just laughing in her head. She goes, I'm now at the point where you just became single. And Anthony says to you, how many cats do you think you're going to own? <laughs> and like at that point, I had no cats. I have to go back and I asked her to find out. Which I didn't episode. even, I don't remember saying that. I know. It, I mean, it was probably 2015. It was literally six years ago. Yeah. So I was like, please give me that episode. And I want to go pull that audio. So I'm going to try to play it on Twitch next week. That's funny. And maybe on here. But yeah. And and she's like, I'm just laughing that he now lives with you and you have cats. That is, yeah, all of that is true. And all of that was true. Life. It's and that's how life changes. What'd you say? Life. It's a motherfucker. Is that from old school? It is from old school. And Brian Callen is the comedian who says it. He's playing the server at the coffee place. And he has an accent, though. But doesn't he say love? 
not love life. it's motherfucker yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we had him when i worked at university of rhode island well, when i went to university of rhode island i worked for their event planning committee mm-hmm. and we had him come as a comedian was he funny hilarious i've never heard of that guy He's outside of so that one funny. role was he like a, a big deal in any way i mean obviously he was in a movie that's a bigger know. deal he than i've ever had been like a college store like we also had bill cosby so and he was a dick yeah, I heard. He made our whole team. I had just started, so like I wasn't on this project yet. He made the whole team go buy a different rug for his set because he didn't like it. Okay. And he was just mean to everyone. You know, on the on the scale of Bill Cosby's uh, transgressions in life, mm. I think him asking for a new rug for his set because he's working. That's a work thing for him. That he wants to make sure is good for his, yeah, his just brand. To I think that's pretty low on his transgression scale. Yeah. If we're being totally honest. But also, there are things like that. Like, I remember, um, who came into the studio? Oh, Mariah Carey. Oh, Jesus. She came into Elvis's studio, and her lighting guy had to show up a day <laughs> early. Because I was, I was, if you don't know this about me, I used to do all of Elvis's video work for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was... After I was his assistant and before I came out here, my couple years in between there, yep. we're doing Elvis's videos. And I had to talk to the, the lighting guy. He said he was bringing his own lights, blah, blah, blah. It ruined the, the rest of the video for everybody. Like she looked okay in but, the video. Yeah. Everyone else looked terrible because the overhead lights had to be turned off. And we at the time didn't have like a nice studio. And it was annoying. But at the same time, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm like, you know what? I kind of get it. No, not that. I kind of get it. Not that. I think that is more excusable than like, oh, I want green M&Ms or whatever. No. No, that's because the green M&Ms things is to see. You ask for that in your rider to see if people can be detail oriented. And I get that. But if you're going to go that far, I think people perfecting the way, especially in this world and like music and radio and TV and movies, I think, hold on, it is okay for them to be very particular with how they are represented and how they are photographed and filmed. But that just creates a monster for your mental health because you're for whose hers, Mariah Carey's for what? No, because you think that everywhere you go, you're going to have this perfect look. And the one time so you don't have a fucking light set near you, yeah. you're going to look like crap, quote unquote crap to you. And it's going to set you off. And then that's just like, you need to have this with you everywhere you go. Like, no. Not everywhere you go, but everywhere you go professionally. There's a very big distinction there. Stop. There's a huge distinction. I don't think she needs to go to the bathroom with crazy lights. You know what I mean by everywhere. Yeah, but if you're, but if you're going everywhere to work, right? If everywhere you're going and it's all part of the same image that you're selling... Like there was a, a group called The Neighborhood. You remember the song Sweater Weather? Mm-hmm. That group did all of their stuff in black and white. So when they came to interview for Romeo show for at the time it was called Saturday Night Online Live. Now it's most requested live. They I had to make sure and I have to promise them. But was that branding or? That was their branding. Everything they okay, did. That's branding. That's not. But it's it's still part of the different. image. No. no, it's not. It's still part of the image that we you sell. We couldn't take pictures of her on one side of her body. Yeah, that's just what she prefers. And guess what? Here's here's how you know it works. Mariah Carey is a megastar, yes. correct? You wanted to... There were people, maybe not you, but there were people who wanted to take a picture 
with Mariah Carey, correct? Mm -hmm. So clearly, all of the things that she has done to build and protect her image worked. I, I can see what you're saying, but what I'm also saying is that is not a healthy way to live your life. I'll tell you what's, what else isn't healthy. Being broke. Mariah Carey ain't broke. No, she's so, not, but that's not true. Also, I mean, she isn't broke, but you can be broke and be healthy. That's a lot harder. It is. <laughs> it is a lot but harder. But also, there are countries that don't have electricity, and she gets to go around with the light set. Yeah, she's not going to those countries, so it doesn't matter. Well, she should. Listen, for all the electricity that we have in this country and all of the trees and birds that we kill for it, you may as well use it for whatever you want. It's there. It's there for the taking. Use all the electricity. Stop. And I think I'm now going to defend Mariah Carey. Okay. But to transition to another artist who I will not defend and who's someone else in radio. I've, I thought I was the crazy person for a long time for not liking Adam Levine. Not only do I not like Maroon 5 as a group, I think they have songs that, yes, are very catchy. There's a lot out there, believe it or not, but I'm not, I don't... Like, the fact that people go to Maroon 5 concerts... Yeah. Mind-boggling. Like, my friend Steve spent good money to go to a Maroon 5 concert at Madison Square Garden, and that blew my mind. Like, what do they even do? They sing their songs that but everyone like, likes. Like, they're boring-ass songs. Like, they're good, but they're boring. Like I, I can't picture her sitting there being like, and she will... This love has taken. Is that him? Yeah. Anyway. Sugar. I had... <laughs> what? So sweet. What was that? Sugar. Keep going. I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> sugar. So sweet. So I have said for a long time that Adam Levine in the two, three times that I have seen him do interviews and interacted with him behind the scenes. Yeah. He has not been a pleasant person. No. And I will usually give people the benefit of the doubt. You don't have to be overly nice. No. You don't have to take pictures with everybody. But he went out of his way to be a dick. Exactly. He was just unkind and rude. Mm -hmm. And to, disrespectful. And disrespectful multiple times in front of me in a work setting. Right? That's where you're supposed to be on your game is in a work setting. Much like Mariah Carey. Make sure she's on, at, on yeah. top of her game. Right. So I've always had this opinion of, of Adam Levine. And I've told people that. Especially if they really like Adam Levine, I make sure I tell them that. Like John Camucci? And John, our friend John, who just started with uh, My FM, mm -hmm. the Val show, Valentine in the Morning in LA, he messaged us and said that apparently a lot of his new coworkers said the same thing that I have been saying about Adam Levine before. I feel like this is a public knowledge, but okay. Well, I'm not naming names. There's a lot of people that work at the LA station. It's true. And he told us, because John is a big Adam Levine and Maroon 5 fan. He's like, guys, I'm finding out that other people have had the same experience as Anthony has had. Danielle will tell you the same thing. Danielle yeah. Monero on Elvis' show, huge Adam Levine and Maroon 5 fan, but will agree with me when I say that he's not a nice person. And then today, Hollywood Hamilton, or not today, but this week, Hollywood Hamilton, who is on KTU, mm -hmm. um, posted a picture of him and Adam Levine from this event. I guess, I guess it was the last event that KTU did before the pandemic. And he wrote, hashtag TBT. So this was on Thursday. This was my last interview right before COVID hit. Hashtag, hashtag Adam Levine. So with a bunch of O's, arrogant, but <laughs> makes for a great interview. Uh, but hey, maybe later. Wait, what did you say? 
But hey, later I found out he thought the same of me. Maybe <laughs> next time he'll come in with a clean t-shirt. Okay. So did Hollywood Hamilton wake up today and choose violence? Yeah, I guess he Levine? did. He just And he tagged Adam Levine. He used the hashtag and he tagged him. Have you sent this to Danielle yet? I have not. No, you should send that to her. But and I think that's what bugs people about Adam Levine in our industry and in radio is like he shows up to interviews and I get it. He might not want to be there. There's a lot of times there's inter- artists, artists that I've interviewed that I didn't want to be there for or I was tired or whatever. But I put on my best face because that is someone's time that I'm spending. Yeah. Right. Adam Levine does not show up the same way. Adam Levine will eat during your interview. He will look to the side and start having discussions with other people while you're doing your interview. He will make sure that you know that you are beneath his like level. Is he that arrogant or is he that insecure that he needs to be arrogant? Like Maybe both. Or is he nervous, anxious, and that's how he acts out? Because like I can't imagine. Like, dude, you're in Maroon 5. Can I? Yeah, they make a lot of money. Here's the problem. And I guess it's not a huge problem for a lot of people, but I think he's just been so good looking his whole life that he's gotten away with being a D-bag. Who do you marry? What's hot model? Uh, I don't know, but his last girlfriend before he got married was uh, Nina Agdahl. She's mm. gorgeous. Adam Levine's wife. Isn't it like Bahati or something? Oh, what? Bihati Prinsloo? Sure. Yeah, Bihati Prinsloo. Okay. Like, what the I mean, listen, like, he's he a good-looking guy. Probably not. I hope not. Probably not. I hope not either, but – or have not too, I should say. Man, what if we – this has been a weird podcast. Uh, by the way, we are back. We took two weeks off from the podcast. <laughs> so thank you for hanging out with us. Making up for all those years when we didn't take a break. Yeah, that's and basically And about it. it like idiots. No, but there was – and this is where we can go back to working on something that you're excited about. There was a time, and I still love our podcast. I still love our Twitch show. And if I had a radio station, the actual experience of being on the radio, talking to listeners and whatnot, that was all stuff that I really enjoyed. And that's why putting in the extra effort wasn't really hard for me to do. And I know it wasn't hard for you to do either. There was a time in Seattle, though, where even though I got to do the thing that I loved to do, I was very depressed because all of the things around that, Mm -hmm. outside of that studio... Like you left the studio and there was a hallway. And once you got in that hallway, it was effing terrible. Um, That brought Mm – that almost made me hate the job. I still loved the four hours we did every morning. Yeah, I think there was a time though where we had a – like a slump in My Day Friday. And we're like we didn't know what the podcast should be because we were on – we were doing mornings. And like we didn't know the direction the podcast should go because the whole point of the podcast was – it was to get a morning it show. It was practice for a morning so show. So, like, yeah. what do you do when you get it? And I think that if we had the mindset of, like, kind of what Erica and John did with Almost On Air, take a break, do a new season. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to do seasons with podcasts. It's also one of the biggest regrets I had with Side Hustlers because I started to get burnt out because I didn't do seasons. I was like, got to do it every day. Consistency is key, yeah. which it is. And that's, that's part because we work in radio that's yeah. on every day. Yes. So... I don't know. Worked, I mean, I listen, say. I don't regret any of it. I think that we would have just put better um, content out there had we given ourselves breaks yeah. more often, and we just would have felt better. And we had more energy. We had more time. Because when we were doing the podcast, we were like the lowest people at Elvis' show. So we, <laughs> okay. we weren't asked to do a lot outside of the show. We, we had our responsibilities, but... We weren't asked to do the amount of things and right. meetings and whatnot that we were asked yeah, to do when we got to Seattle. Right. 
God, and I you know what? I think I had more meetings in my first six months in Seattle than I did in six years. Oh, ago absolutely, absolutely. And that's what happens when you're on a sinking ship. Everyone's trying to figure out how to get that ship to not sink, but it's going down. But when everybody's screaming, nobody's listening. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. And by the way, this podcast, My Day Friday, isn't something that's going to last forever. But we've found our stride. Or caught our stride. I don't know. Whatever you do with a stride. And I think right now we're in a pretty good place. And at some point, I want to make sure that we end it while we're in a good place. Mm -hmm. We don't end it when we're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I think we need to end it like with a big event. But we can't sell tickets to it because legally we don't own this podcast. Yeah, let's do a free event. That's a terrible business model. I mean, this is, but the podcast isn't a business. No. The podcast is the podcast. Certainly not. This is our safe space, which is pretty nice to have. It is. Very so nice. Thank you for letting us have this space. And whenever something pops up into your head, whenever you have something you'd like us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us. I am on Instagram and Twitter and don't hit me up on Facebook. I don't really use it that much. No, he doesn't. Um, at Worst Anthony, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Carla Marie. We are back live Monday morning. We are going to have a call from Amanda, who had a first date today. And she gave us a little heads up yesterday about what it was going to be like. So Monday, we're going to find out what the first date was. And I believe, we didn't talk about this on the show, but I believe we're going to have Race Porter. He is the kicker, punter. What's the difference? Both. Kicker and punter. Two jobs mm-hmm. for the university. Well, I don't know if he's the place kicker, actually. I know he's definitely the punter. I should probably find out. Yeah. For the University of Washington Huskies, uh, he's going to be on the show because we can vote for him for doing cool shit, and we want everyone to vote for him. Yep. So make sure you are here Monday. Also, what is today's day? The 8th, which means when's the 12th, Carla Marie? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday will be your last day. <gasps> shit balls. Tuesday will be your last day to mm. buy your bingo box. For our live stream of Boozy Drag Queen Bingo that we're going to do a little before Halloween. So that link is in the description of this podcast. Make sure you do it. If you're listening on October 8th right now or 9th or 10th, um, hit that link. Oh, by the way, the year is 2021. (laughs) Just in case you're listening to this in like four years. I don't know what you're up to. Um, Make sure you hit the link in the description. Buy your Boozy drag queen bingo box and uh, hang out with us on Twitch because it's a lot of fun. And don't forget to narrate your life. I hate you. Bye. Goodbye.